All right, guys, about that time, Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. This should be a good one today. There's a lot to get to. Some NIL news that uh, that you guys need to know about and we'll know more about on Friday. But we can at least knock out some of the high points of that already. A pretty big visit weekend on top of all the football that's going to be going on, which is great. Like I'm looking forward to the game, but this is a big visit weekend. There will be some good players in Oxford Saturday. That's a good thing. We'll knock some of that out. I had a chance to talk to one of them last night. And also a little bit of, I'm not a huge gambling guy that gets out of my realm whenever we go down that road, but it's, I mean, I did sports talk for six years, so it's not like I don't know what's going on there. There is some interesting stuff going on in that department for the game coming up Saturday that I want to bring up. And uh, Steve Wiltfong makes an appearance on the board this morning on a top player. We need to get into that here. So um, we're going to do all that here in a second. On what is now national, uh, that's that's awkward. But you know what? You know it's going to be kind of a weird morning. When I always open up the podcast and then I open up this national calendar thing. And it just kind of all flows together. And here on National World Dense Breast Day, that's the first one that popped in there. Now, I'm going to assume that's I could click it and figure it out. I'm, I'm assuming that's you know, some breast cancer issues that are going on there. But it's just, you know, it's not what I it's not what I expected to be the first thing on the list. It's not what I expected to be first thing on the list. And for a sports podcast, like you can get off the rails quick. If this was radio, that would that would go off the rails completely. Um, but hey, here, here you go. National Good Neighbor Day. Be a good neighbor. And here you go. Drink beer day. You will be doing that Saturday. And I know several of you, many of you, very much looking forward to that. So y'all be safe. Have a good trip Saturday. Be safe. That's the main thing. Man, I am on the field. I'm taking pictures. And especially out of student section. You would not believe, you know, some, well, like someone, you're at the games. You know what I'm talking about. But you're not all in the student section. Man, some of the trash talk, it's some of it is some of it is funny. It's funny. I want to bring a recorder with me. I should do that. I need to bring the little recorder I use for interviews and just let that sucker play just to get an idea of some of the stuff that's coming out of the section. We'll consider that. Okay, let's do this. Some NIL news. And I hope that this stuff, I, I know this this stuff is the public part because um I know it's public, some of it, because I've asked somebody. You know, I was told this. This isn't anything that's necessarily just completely new. I know this has been in the works for a while. With the NIL stuff in general with Ole Miss, I do want to tell you guys this, because I've seen a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I just tell you where I saw it. I saw a lot of state fans, people questioning, hey, how's Ole Miss doing this real tree thing? How are they doing this thing over here? And, you know, not all of it is tied together directly to NIL. You know, this has been complicated with the way that college athletics is working right now, where you have NIL, the players can be paid for their name, image, and likeness, but then there's also a lot of rules that go with that. And then, hey, it's separate from the university. But I, 
the common sense of it. We know it's, yeah, it's separate, but it's not separate. You know, you have to do a good job of keeping something between the two, but we know that money's coming from the same place. I mean, it's coming from people who have a lot of it that love the school and that is complicated. A lot of it's complicated, but I would tell you guys this. I want to start with this. The NIL that's been going on, and there's several groups of it, by and large, the, the overwhelming most, most large. I don't think that's right either. The biggest one has been the Grove Collective. Um, that's not to say the others that are out there, like you know Chuck has had one. Um, the, I think the Chamber has had one. Those have, those have done good things also. You know, but the, the larger one has been this Grove Collective, and you know, that's been based here in central Mississippi with the guys that are running that. And that does maybe not run directly in my circle, but it, it does some. So I've been fortunate to kind of have an idea of what's going on there. And some of these changes have been in the works for a while, but those guys, I know they have gone to great lengths to make sure what they are doing as they do it is within the rules. It's a reason that they set this one up as a for-profit LLC, which, you know, not everyone did, but they did. They deemed it to be the most beneficial way to do it, the safest way to do it. Some did the, the nonprofit thing. Uh, they set it up as a for-profit. When they do things, I know that they look deeply into this to make sure they can do it. So the idea that they would do some of this stuff so publicly and it would, it would not have been fully vetted. That's just, that's not happening. The Ole Miss side of this, they have done a very good job with NIL. And I'm, I'm not grading that against, there's bigger ones out there, but you can't compare the resources here with resources you have that in Texas with oil money. Obviously, we, there's, there's large differences between these. But under the circumstances, Ole Miss people have done a really good job with this NIL stuff. And they've been on the, the leading end of, of the curve here. And uh, I think Friday when they announce some new things, it will just go further with that, being on the front end of things. I know already publicly, basically without getting too deep into it, because you could save that for Friday, you will have these different collectives that are out there, these different groups. They'll come under one umbrella, which the Grove Collective will just be one thing. Uh, that's the best way to do it. You need to have all of that in a central location. And also they'll be bringing somebody in to oversee it as an executive director. That'll be Walker Jones. And that is a, look, that that's a perfect hire. I mean, that's, that's a perfect hire, you know, with fundraising or any of that kind of thing. You know, I've heard before when you, if you set out a goal to raise X amount of dollars, huge chunks of it have to come from a few people. And then the smaller donations, still important. You just need lots of those people, but it has to start at the top. And that's where Ole Miss has done a good job with this. Walker Jones is somebody that has a lot of those relationships. And that is key to all of this, you know, being able to coordinate things. Look, you see what's going on with Auburn and power struggling and money. And look, that stuff is what it is. So this has to be set up properly. And I think some of this, as they've learned as they've gone, what works best and what what doesn't. And now a little, I guess, are we over a year down the road on this stuff now? You can make some more decisions and kind of, you know, kick it, kick the ball down the field a little further than, than you are right now. Uh, I think the Friday announcement stuff will be 
very big for Ole Miss. I like the idea of what they're doing, bringing in Walker to oversee it, to have that. You need that person. Like, you need that person. And uh, he has the perfect qualifications to do it and to do it really well. And I think the people here in this area will still be part of it, big parts of it. Um, and I'm not sure what those official titles will be or if they'll have official titles or how that's going to run. That stuff will come out Friday. You know, but the big news will be that they're going to put these things together. And I'm bringing it up because I've already seen this stuff out there and it's all over social media anyway. But those will be really good things for Ole Miss moving forward. I mean, we're talking in the next coming years, NIL is going to drive the success of these teams. And you have to be competitive in order, you have to be competitive with your dollars if you hope to be competitive on the field. You have to have it. So I'm excited about Friday and and some of the news that's going to come out of that. But I'm just as somebody that's heard a little bit here and there as we've gone along here, you know, I know those people have gone to great lengths to make sure that they're doing it the correct way and also trying to be ahead of it. And um, and I think they're doing a good job with with all that's going on there. Now, let me switch gears here real quick. Big visit weekend. That's coming up. Steve Wiltfong just put on the board a crystal ball Braxton Myers to Ole Miss. If that one happened or when that one happens, that's another four-star kid out of Texas. Ole Miss would already have more four stars in this class than they had last year amongst the high school guys. They are in terrific shape recruiting-wise. Much better shape this year than last year. Significantly better shape this year than last year. Already, like I said, ahead in the four-star guys. And there are still more out there that they're working on. Who will some will be up this weekend. Um, look, well, the example A here is what everybody's talking about with Dante Dowdell. Now, the way I would phrase that to you guys right now, you know, after making a few more, not calls yesterday, just exchanging some messages with some people that I know that are there. Uh, I think this weekend is coming up more for his buddies on the team. I mean, these are it's a group of guys trying to win back-to-back state championships. And, yeah, who wouldn't want to be in Oxford this weekend for a huge football game and to experience that whole recruiting thing altogether? So I do think at this point it's more that than, hey, a flip is imminent. I don't think it is that. Uh, but I think it's more about coming up and enjoying the weekend with his friends. Okay, that doesn't matter. The What matters is that you got him there. Okay, and and I've, I'm look, I'll explain this to you guys like I have my own kids. I think he is set on Oregon right now. I think he loved it. I think he likes a lot about it. But there are a lot of things that are going well for Ole Miss right now. Look, you don't think he's noticing how much they run the football? Of course he is. Uh, but I still think he's set on Oregon at the moment. But like I explained to my kids, things change. You know, you have a great season. Look, let's say they experience a state championship and they win it. And then you start, I've experienced that with my oldest, you know, in baseball last year, 6A with Northwest Rankin. One of the most special things I'll probably ever go through as a parent with my kid. And I know it was even more so for my kid. But let's say you go through something like that and you start looking around the room and there's all these family people right there. Do I really want to leave this behind and go way off to play football? Or do I want to stay here where they can come see me? You know, th- things change like that. But it's a big deal getting him on campus and letting him be part of that with his friends. And then you're trying to change his mind is what you're doing. He's not there yet. 
You know, I feel confident in saying that, you know, but you're, you're working on it. And then hopefully he has a good weekend. He's a terrific player and he would fit great what they're doing. Uh, would fit great what they're doing. So hopefully that, that goes well this weekend. Another kid that's coming up, Braylon Burnside, exchanged some messages with him last night. That's a 2024 kid out of Starkville wideout. You know, I mentioned him yesterday, and I'm going back through some pictures last night. You know, Ole Miss is doing a good job recruiting him. They're doing a really good job. And what they have in their back pocket are all of these wideouts that are doing so well in the NFL. You know, they have put a ton of them and not just the big ones, you know, and you could go back several years and all of these are varying degrees of success in the NFL, but what Dante Moncrief did up there, and this is just top of my head. I'm going to, I'm going to leave some, you know, what Dante did up there, um, what you have now with DK, what he's doing and AJ, what they're doing currently, um, man, now I'm drawing a blank. There are three or four others that I thought of last night. They've had a run of a lot of guys who have gone on to have some success in the NFL. You know, Mike Wallace, even before that, now you're going back a little further, but there were two more specifically I thought of. Now I'm drawing a blank. They've had success with wideouts, and they have two huge ones right now in the NFL. That is really easy to sell to a player. And look, there's also this. This is one thing I know they can do. Malik Heath comes over from state to Ole Miss. And then you can show, hey, look, he's having success here. He's on pace for six or 700 receiving yards and 10-plus touchdowns. You know, this is a good system that's conducive to good yards for wide receivers. And we've put a bunch in the NFL. For a kid like that, that's a big deal. And I think they're doing a good job with him. Um, well, David will have the full list out um, if it's not already out. He'll have that up. But it'll be a good visit weekend, obviously, with Kentucky coming into town and it being such a big game. And I think in general, from what I hear, recruiting right now is in a terrific place. You know, they have an idea of the number they want to bring in on the high school level. They're having some success there. So maybe that transfer number is a tick down than, than anticipated. But still, there, there will be a lot of transfers coming in here, just like last year. Um, well, I, it won't be as many. You won't see that number. What was it last year? 17, 18? The rules, for one, don't allow it because they allowed extra spots last year. But recruiting is in a good place. Um, and then finally here on the gambling front, not even going to get into the Lane Kiffin-Auburn stuff. It's really not even worth mentioning. Uh, that's not worth mentioning. And that's just rumor mill stuff. I know some – look, I, I think if somebody had sent me something saying, hey, this guy is saying down there that, that he's interested, don't make anything out of someone being interested. You know how the agents work. You know how contracts work. You know how all that works. And coaches have such a heavy hand in college football and, and contract negotiations. And and uh, and what, what Jimmy Sexton's able to do with, with the system, the way it's set up now, yeah, it's like everybody's interested everywhere. And there's no way to know if that stuff's real or not. No way to know. The only way you really know is when somebody's gone. Uh, but I think Ole Miss is in a good place with Lane Kiffin right now. And Auburn is just – Auburn's in a terrible spot. Right now where that program is, they are in a terrible place. I would be stunned at that one. And then finally, the gambling thing. Somebody pointed this out to me yesterday that a lot of money is going to Kentucky. The line keeps going towards Ole Miss in this game. But a lot of the heavy money, the big, big money, 
is going towards Ole Miss. That could also be be thought of as the smart money is going towards Ole Miss. They're a touchdown favorite at home. There's some of those things out there that kind of lead you to believe the experts, quote unquote experts, think Ole Miss is in great shape against Kentucky. And I think they're in great shape against Kentucky. I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to play well. I think a couple of guys that are questionable, I think they're absolutely going to play. And I think they're going to play well. But we'll save some of that for the next couple of days. Got to have something to talk about tomorrow and Friday. All right, guys, y'all have a great day. Always enjoy doing this. Get some work done on a hump day so um, you can focus a little bit on the game on a Thursday, Friday. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast and 247 Sports with Inside the Rebels. Talk to you guys tomorrow.